0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Saturday Night Sports Chat. We haven't done this one before. We're going to be talking, reminiscing about a few sporting stories and also having a look at our favorite, uh, let's call them world pro tiers, uh, cricket 11s and rugby 15s. We'll have a little bit of chat on that as well. Good to have you with us first time ever on a Saturday night. We decided not to compete with Cyril Ramaphosa. That was at 8 o'clock on Thursday. And uh, let me introduce you to the guests. And uh, first-time guest joining us from Johannesburg, and that's Barney Gurnham from MSC Sports. Barney, good to have you on the show. Hello, Brenty. Nice to be here on a Saturday night under lockdown. But it's great to be with you and Gary. Yeah, interesting times. Eh? And I see some You and I life. I mean, you, me, and Gary were on the Betting World Show together many years ago. But things have changed in yes. your life. You've got a you've got a lightie now. I
1: have got a little lights making a bit of a noise. But Jordan Gurnham, Jordy, and Excellent. let's hope. We could be we could be um, supporting him in about 15 to 16 years'
0: time. I certainly hope so. That's around about when my son should be ending his career as well. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully, we do. And a guy who's doing a lot better with his beard than me. Oh, and I've removed him from the stream instead of bringing him up on the screen. It's Gary Lenton. Gary, good to have you on the show.
2: Brent, it's always good. And you know what I mean? It's fantastic that we managed to get Barney on the show. We'll go back a long long way you know what i'm saying barney and my family have known each other I probably forever you know I and mean? i mean that literally you know what i'm saying and um it's great to have you, man. i just want the people to know brent you and i've been doing business and been friends for, for a decade or more i just want people to know that when we do it if we do question each other's team we all do it lightheartedly and, and you know what i mean with the greatest of respect and we're all great friends and we've known each other for a long time and there's total respect between all of us you know what i'm saying and like i said it's you know what i mean just great i had a chat to catch up with barney about 10 days ago and you know, like I said, it's a, it is a major setback for all the bachelors out there that Barney's settling down and got a kid, but I'm sure he's got his reasons that he can justify it. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, I would think one of those reasons is the fact that he thought that, you know, South Africa probably going to need another cricket and rugby springbok. You know, and he's put his jeans, those great jeans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I... Cool. And let's see what, what he turns out in, in 15, <laughs> 16 years' time. I've got no doubt that if he's as passionate as his father is, he's certainly going to have a chance.
0: Yeah, I would say so too. I and mean, he had
1: two uncles, who, two uncles, two uncles who played for the Springboks box in the same teams. So be careful.
0: That's ridiculous. So were,
2: that is so so cool. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that there are too many people that have got that. You
0: yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: You know, two two uncles. No, Alan Mentor and, and Sid Nomas. Crazy.
0: Yeah. I knew about Sid. I didn't know about the second one. So that's interesting. But I know we're going to discuss. Alan Mentor, Yeah. Okay, we're going to discuss. So good,
2: how would you know? <laughs>
0: was that before my time
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, just a sh- uh welcome to the guys in the live chat. i see the yellow cap who's just started his own youtube channel as well as, as come on he's watching there so welcome to the guys and also to anybody watching welcome. live on facebook of course this the show will be available afterwards but uh, bonnie what we thought we'd do is we get we get started into by chatting a little bit of cricket and go through uh, our cricket 11s that we've chosen now gary will explain a competition to the guys later uh, who are going to be watching that, that they, they can enter but for now, we'll run through the teams. And we've given you the task of picking the Proteus 11. Now, this is your all-time – when I say all-time, you've really looked at it since 1992. Yeah, since readmission. Yeah, since uh, we, readmission. We've got your, 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 your Proteus team. So, you want to run us through that? And then I'm going to ask uh, yeah. Gary to comment on it as well.
1: Yeah. So, listen, there are obviously some tough choices to make here, really tough, because we, we've really delivered so many great cricketers since 1992. Uh, my opening batsman and captain goes without saying that. It's Graham Smith. Yeah, that's the easy part. To open with him wasn't that easy. And you know, I thought a lot about Herschel Gibbs because, you know, although he could have made more test runs, he was a right-hander as well. And very, him and Smith had a good record together. But in the end, I went for the man who played 20. He made 22 test hundreds. And that's Gary Kirsten. I made him the other opener with, with, right. with um, Graham. Number three goes without saying, the great Hashimamla. Not even a race. Number four, without saying, the greats, one probably the greatest that's ever played, the game's Jock Henry Callis. And then you got the genius, that's A.B. de Villiers at number five. Number six, I decided to go for a guy who I played, actually, I was lucky enough to play one season with him at Belfort Guild. And for me, he was a great cricketer. He really could, he bowled quickly, could hit the bat on, and he could get 100. And that was Brian McMillan. So I put him in at six or so, one of the best slipfielders I've ever seen. And he bowled a really heavy ball. And uh, uh, between Boucher and the cock for the keeping berth, you know, obviously Mark Boucher, what a player, what a gritty Big match guy who is always up for a challenge and about 147 tests. But I've gone for the talent of the cock because he's going to get a lot more hundreds in bats and he's going to be a proper batsman, he's going to break all records. I've gone for Quinton de cock as the wicket keeper. The bowling attack, obviously, I picked 12 here depending on conditions. My spinner, I know Paul Adams has got the most wickets and Paul Harris did a really great job as well. But I've gone for Kesha Maharaj because he, he's done, I think he's done brilliantly, and, and he gets wickets as well, and he's consistent, so i won for the, him as a spinner. And the fast bowlers, what a luxury we got here, because Carlos Bowles and Salas McMillan, and then you got all oh greats, Kakisa Rabada, Dale Steyn, and Alan Donald. And that's, that's my 12.
0: That's quite a lot. Gary, I must admit, I looked at Barney's lineup, and I, I struggled to find any holes in that one. That would be one hell of a side to put out.
2: It's a hell of a cricket side, you know but point, it's going to come down to later. We've done an Australian one, have you done a rest of the world one? And I think that the biggest, um, sort of challenge I had doing an Australian side was the lack of all rounders. Where Barney and you have got a especially South Africans, you just got such a huge pool. I mean, we think about the guy, hold on a second. There.
1: I've left that, I've left that Vernon Philander here. I've got to put him in. He's another all-rounder. I picked him ahead of the great Sean Pollock. I mean, Pollock over 400 test yeah. wickets. I did that because I think Philander won. One more games. I think. Philander got, was 100 to the fastest to ever the, the quickest to 100 test wickets out of anyone in the century. In the last century, he bowled out teams like Australia for 47 and New Zealand for 49. And with that taken new ball, he beat England at Lords, we became number one. And I just think that the skill of that man at his best, I've had to pick Vernon Philander. And I'm, I want to make notes of the great Swan Pollock as well. And obviously, Makai and Tini very unlucky not to make this team, of course. Yeah, and and
2: Definitely Sean Pollock, and I mean we forgot about wasn't it Club Ross that took us back out of isolation as well. Yeah, but he
1: didn't play a test. He didn't he didn't play a test match really. Only played wonders. You know, it's a bit past his career. Peter Kirsten past his career. So guys like that, you know, Daryl Cullinan struggled too much in Australia for for, for my liking. You know, Bronte um, Rhodes, great field. He would probably be the 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 twelfth man if we needed one. But, but some good players then, not in the team, and you know obviously.
2: We had a yeah. little chat, and, and I think your weakness, picking a South African side, your biggest challenge was finding a spin bowler that, you know what I mean, given yeah. tough conditions, could still get wicked, say, so, Barney. And I think that yeah. that's yeah. something we've lacked since readmission, and perhaps that we, we even lacked before readmission. You know what I'm saying? He's a spinner that, yes, there's you tapewheel, and we can go through them. There are a few, but on a Dennis world. Dennis would have been the best. I would think that our spinners, we're going to get to who Brent had to choose from in a world, you know what I mean, for the rest of the world. He could use 15 spinners. You really... Yeah. Okay? You, you're limited to, your, to what you could do. Yeah, yeah.
1: right? Gary, is this your Australian best team that you've seen? Eh? Yeah.
2: Yeah, this is my Australian side. I, I'll tell you what I've done here. I've seen all of them and we'll get to where I saw Lily because that's obviously going to be questioned. So, I've got two left-handers opening. It's not ideal and it might even take, you know I mean, two or three hundred runs before a right-hander comes in. if these two to get going. But if I go through my side, Warner... He's proven himself. to mean? And when I get through the whole side, I'm going to I, tell you what my thing was. Hayden, I
1: wouldn't pick Mitch
2: What's that, Barney? I, I wouldn't pick Bonnie Mitchell oh, Stalk he... in
1: my team. I think that they, they, I wouldn't pick Mitchell Stalk.
2: Me? me? No, I got you, guys. So you say you wouldn't have Stalk?
1: Yeah. Because I think they're better bowlers. I think Gillespie is a better bowler than Stark. And Brett Lee could have been a better bowler than Stark.
2: Maybe. You know, and quite a frankly, I
1: think ballers ballers so ballers. is a, a lot of current. Yeah.
2: I've got with two left-hand bowlers, right? And I think, you know, they both, you know what I mean, got a, yeah. Johnson brings it more, Stark, you know what I mean, Comes, keeps it going across the right-hander. I've got Lily there for pure pace, eh, yeah. Barney? You know what I'm saying? I've got Warn there, who's probably the best of all time. If you look at this side yeah. here, Warner, Hayden, Ponting, Border, Smith, Gilchrist. I might be short another batsman. You know what I mean? And maybe that's where Stark could go and you could bring in a Steve Wall. But I've chosen a side that I think would bat at more than four runs and over in test match cricket. And I've left you with bowlers there that, regardless of what the conditions are, you're going to have to bat well. You need the 20 Gary, to win the um, test Gary,
1: your mate, Devin Cohen, has just sent a message to say he would have had Michael Hussey in that team.
2: Now, Hussey, where? Hussey and Steve Wall my next guard. Then I have to leave out Stark, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Because you can't leave out McGrath. And you can't leave out... It's a really thing, but Hussey did deserve it. He came into test cricket so late. And perhaps yeah. that played against him in my final thing. But like I said, I've gone for only five specialist batsmen. Australia's short and all round. I've got a great all-rounder, wicket-keeper in Gilchrist. You know, another guy that yeah. can score. If you woke up in the morning and you saw Gilchrist got 200 in a test match, you would never be surprised, yeah, yeah. you know? But this side yeah. here... And take twenty wickers, and they can bet at four runs and over. They're going to oh, be yes. very few. No, that's power side. Whoever... Nice. And just to tell you where I did see Dennis Liddy Bowl in case anybody wants to question it, because my side was chosen on people that I seen play cricket. I have to. Have seen I can. Them. I
1: tell you where, Nineteen at the Wanderers, Nineteen seventy-six international Wanderers.
2: Who did he play for?
1: Well, he played oh, for sorry. that. Um... He played for the international wonders team that came here in nineteen seventy-six.
2: I think they were called the
1: Derrick Robbins, right? Well, Derek Robbins, yeah, they probably, they could have been called the Derrick Robbins, yeah? Remember, remember, the listen, Robbins. everyone says, Lily, one of the greatest bowlers that ever lived, no doubt, no doubt.
2: You know, I think that in our day, Barney, when we were growing up and, and trying to pretend that we're really quick bowlers, most of us tried to develop that big jump just before we... We got into our delivery, you know what I'm saying, not yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how quick before.
1: you were. <laughs>
2: no, no, I lacked a little bit of pace, and I mean even no. between wickets, perhaps I was a little bit short there, you know. But you yeah, know, yeah, you know what, Brent. The truth is, if I go back to Barney, he was a year behind me at school. Right? Not yeah. the, we didn't start together. I started a year ahead of him, and I kept that gap all <laughs> the time. I mean, it wasn't clear. But yeah, the one weakness, Barney—not Barney had, but the one thing, unfortunately. That for religious reasons, King David never played cricket on weekends, you know. Yes. So, we we're I always gone to case.
1: I should have gone to case.
2: You should have gone to case, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Then yeah, you could have played yeah. with Drake Norris at eh, Barney, then you could have come and steamrolled up for 60 or 70. You could have gone to Parktown, yeah. even in those days. I mean, Parktown had nah. a song. what? What about Sandringham with Gavin Cotson? Nah. Yeah, yeah, Russell.
1: good
2: place. They, they were a proper yeah. cricket side, but. But yeah. so we never really had a chance to take Barney and beat him by an innings or anything like that and really show our skill because <laughs> we're limited to four hours on a Wednesday afternoon, you know? But obviously, so Barney, David
1: Copens yeah.
2: Yeah, David Copens, he captain, my cricket side and everything. Yeah, but yeah. um but yeah, so like I said, and I appreciate that from Yellow Cap. I think I put together a side there, like I said, that will get runs quickly and I'll bowl out most sides unless they bat really well. But Brent, really, really side.
0: So let me take you through the rest of the world side. So I actually battled with this because many a time I would think of a South African name or an Australian name, which I would obviously have in, but but leaving leaving them out, um, I've, I've probably I've also gone for players that I've seen. So they, they're more players from the, let's call it the late 80s onwards, when I really started uh, w- watching cricket. And I've also gone for some players that you'd question their selection in a world team, but I just enjoyed watching them play. So if I look at a guy like Seawag, for example, I mean I think Seawag would be my answer to Warner up front at the top of the innings. I mean he could bat at a hell of yeah. a rate, uh, and I enjoyed him in Test cricket. Gooch is one that I I, I think if you looked at averages right, and that no. you'd say that that yeah you know potentially, but for me Gooch was just a guy I loved watching. Uh, I thought he I Good thought man. he was a great player. Um, Dravid yeah he was a little bit uh, maybe uh, probably not the guy to tick you along at four and over there Dravid, but incredibly solid. Um As uh, yeah, he, he was the sort of guy who could hold an end up for ages and still score. But Tendulka goes without saying, uh Viv Richards to me, uh well, probably the best. Uh, yeah, he, he was phenomenal. I only caught the tail tail end of his career, but he was superb. Yeah. I think for me, I, the, the all-rounder slots as well. Yeah, I thought I thought Stokes about both of them. Yeah, well, there, there's both of them in that, but for me, I'm I'm gonna tell you, I think Stokes is actually one of the best there's yeah. ever been. So I, I went for Stokes, but both I mean, I would love to have. For me, a guy like both of them, and, and I think Stokes, to be fair, shares that quality. It's guys who can turn matches. They, I mean, yeah. it, even if you look back on their career, perhaps you could argue sometimes like with both of them on certain stats and that. But the point is you bring a guy like that on to bowl or you send him out to bat, and in one session or, or a couple of overs, he can turn a game. Um, Alan Knott, Great bowling it's him attack. On, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a top bowling attack. Just as far as the wiki goes, I went, there, I went for Nott, Yeah, I saw him at the end of his career for England. I think he came out here in one of the Rebel series. And I was just always so impressed with him. I thought, from a pure glove work point of view, and I, uh, you know, I, I don't think in a team like this I have to worry too much about uh, batting depth, although he could he could hold these. And then you yeah, have the bowling attack: Wasim Akram, who also you, you you would argue is a bit of an all-rounder as well. Murali was the spinner, like Gary said. I had plenty of spinners Not that one. I could go for.
1: I was just went aloud, Yeah,
0: Yes, yeah, so right. I didn't I, look. I would have gone. I would I would have gone for for me. Warren was the best. Same. Um, yeah, as yeah, good yeah. as Murali was. Um. For me, Shane Warne, gee, if ever there was a guy I wanted to come on and take a wicket, it was him. And then the Foss bowlers, yeah. I mean, gee, how do you choose between some of those Foss bowlers? Guys like Courtney Walsh. Uh, but in the end, I went for Marshall, who I just always thought was a, an absolutely complete bowler, and and Kurti Ambrose. But interested to hear your guys' thoughts on those.
1: Well, I think it's the powerhouse
0: side. I just want to –
1: some people are watching and thinking where the South Africans. This team was picked with no Australians and no South Africans. It, yeah, morning. that's it. No South Africans or Australians in Brent's team.
2: Yeah, so it yeah that's it. I... Obviously, the guys that, are, that aren't there that are, are all-time greats, so, I mean, if you put that, them up again, I mean, the one that comes to mind is obviously Brian Lara. You know what I'm saying? The guy's got a, got a few test runs in his time. Oh, um, great right, he was, yeah. You know, yeah, you're he's right. He's missing he that
1: but, but it's who, is, either him or Vivian Richards or Dravid, so,
2: yeah? I think that maybe Dravid could make room for, in my opinion for somebody more flamboyant, you know what I mean? Like alara Maybe mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, even a guy that must feel a little, I can't feel terribly sad, we're probably not watching it right now, but that's Virat Kohli, even he, mm. he's into, entitled to your attention. yeah? You know what I'm saying? You just left him out. There's Akram, well, he could
1: be the best player ever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's Ekram,
2: Wacker Yunus, who's obviously also not there. Um, Then there's, um, yeah. oh, how, how does his name slip my mind? He played for Sylvester Clark. You know, oh. as we're talking about, as we saw yeah. and we all, and
0: then obviously KP, you know what I mean? Where,
1: where, if, if we don't put KP in this team, I'm going to get into big
0: cuck. <laughs> in I thought he was South African. Him. I was expecting you to pick him, Barney.
2: And well, kaka I could have
0: put him in my team, actually. Yeah?
2: Then, then by A9, ZBB, Sanger Karra, what a record he's got. And he gets so little mention, you know? Great play, Sanger all the guys that have got their things. The competition, how it works, just to get there. And then we're going to let Barney tell a couple of the stories. that yeah. definitely going to be hard. Yeah. But how the competition works. They have our 33 cricketers. And they're allowed any two of their own. Right? And they have to put together 11 from our 32 and two of their own. So if they think we've left out two, they can put in two roving bankers, so to call yeah. them of their own. And then they must put together their best 11. Email it to you, Brent. And then next week, we'll decide who deserves to win the 1,000 rand. And what we're going to do is we're going to give them a thousand rand in a GG Gaming betting voucher and we're going to give a thousand rand that GG Gaming will send to a charity of their choice to help people that are are not getting enough food and water during the lockout. So a thousand rand to to charity. We'll do the same with the rugby later.
0: Gary, and what we'll do is we'll put something up on the Good for the Game website. I'll also put a link to it uh, down below um, in the description box. So guys can come afterwards. Just show if they're not watching live, they can come afterwards have a look at it, and enter the competition. So they'll, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll put it in writing, so it's uh, it's going to be quite uh, clear as to what the guys have got to do.
2: And just one thing, I've just got a message here from a good friend of Barney and I. Barney, are you in trouble there with KP? That's for sure. Well, so, first of all, Martin Levos wants to know what I'm eating. It's a sports show, so I specifically went with an energy. Aid. Let me go there. And I'll uh-huh. add to the theme, you know what I'm saying? But that's just a snack, Levos. so... What, what I got there from Milton, a good friend of Barney and I, as his Doc boss, was Milton wanted me to mention that he played with Craig Norris, which is something that I've never really worked out, because Milton's 53 and Norris is 57, right? Milton left Germiston Boys High in standard six and went to um, Eden or Damland for nine years. So, I'm not sure where he ever crossed paths with Craig Norris, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, that Milton... Craig Norris was a
1: schoolboy wonder. Schoolboy wonder, good rugby player as well, Craig Norris. Played played for Transvaal in, in the senior team, but, you know, never really got quicker as a bowler. And he was quite pedestrian as a bet, I would say.
0: Hmm.
2: And and
1: I Bar- think he had a huge left foot right, there, eh, Barney? Yeah.
2: yeah. Left
1: foot. Left, yeah. Went, went to play Yes, yeah?
0: Anyway. Yeah, Brenty? No, Barney, I was going to ask you... Um... Before we get on to the – we start talking about all the the rugby players and that, you've yeah. got a couple of stories yeah. for us. Uh, you mentioned Stephen Jack in the WhatsApp chat. You've got, you got something to tell us uh, on that one?
1: Well, <laughs> he would love to be listening to this. You know, I never forget that it was – I think it was 1991 or two. I was opening the batting in the Premier League in Joburg, which wasn't fun in those days because you were facing good attacks every week, whether it was Ross, or Sylvester Clark, Jack, Snell, Snell Cyril Snell, Mitchell, Hugh, Hugh, Pay, Hugh Page. Neil Radford, we were facing good bowling. And I overslept on a Sunday morning and I got there late and we were put in by Wits. We were playing against Wits, Belfour. Our captain, Wayne Ostrovsky at the time, me, Barney, you're late, you're not opening the batting, you're going to bat seven. So I thought, well, this is quite a lack of thing. I can actually relax. Don't have to open and watch for a while. I was batting in 10 minutes. I was batting already. We were 12 for five. And there was this redhead guy running in from the boundary, bowling at 150, called Stephen Jack, who was bowling at the speed of light. And I went into bat, and the wicketkeeper was Bruce McBride. He was standing miles away. I could not believe how far the wicketkeeper was. And at the other end, was a guy called Richard Snell. Useful attack. Anyway, I had got top score in the first... And I was the only guy in the first innings, when I came into bet, we bowled out for 70, and our top score was 13. And I, got, I was the only guy he didn't get. He got nine wickets in the first innings. And Ian Benning got me. I got 13. And we had to follow on. In those days in Joba club cricket, you followed on. And five wickets down, you were all out in the second innings. And I had to now go and open against this guy. And my parents walked in to watch at Belford Guild. And I thought, let me show my father a few shots. The wicketkeeper McBride was saying, let's show him something here. Todd. And I was ready for the... The, the, the umpires were Barry Lampson and Sarah Mitchley. And in... Galloped Stephen Jack and bowled me a half volley, first ball, the second innings, and I smashed it. One bounce, four, hit the boundary and came to the middle of the wicket. And the wicket keeper, McRide, said, That's the last one in his half of the wicket, Sergeant. It's time for pain. Well, Stephen Jack ran in and bowled the greatest (laughs) bouncer of his life, which he will tell you to this day, and (laughs) smashed me. We used to have helmets, but the helmets only covered the top part, didn't cover here, smashed me on my jaw. I was out for five hours. Got carried to Rosebank Clinic, where I spent the whole day getting my jaw, get put into place. It was a very painful experience, and I started reflecting on why I'm playing cricket, and maybe I should be retiring. That was my first thought back then. And that was a very funny. And, and we speak about it today.
0: I'm sure, but two, five, five, hours, five hours out. Sorry, Gary. I, I, I was out. out. I, I, I was <laughs> unconscious, but I was unconscious for a long time.
1: I was, I was interesting at the name, for five hours, yeah.
0: Interesting name that you mentioned there was Barry Lampson, the umpire, because Barry Lampson taught yeah. me at school. I was at Hyde Park High in the in the in the yeah. late, what would been the late 80s? I was gonna say 90s, but it was 80s. So he taught me And him and I played in a double wicket competition once. I've still got the shirt somewhere where he, he he got us these Benson and Hedges because he used to umpire, of course, in the Benson Hedges. Yeah, and he got us BNH, things. And him and yeah. I played in a, a double wicket. But I mean, he was one of the umpires, he was he was the first umpire. Uh, there's been a couple since to really. Not umpire the traditional way. I mean, he did all. What was it called? The Lampson lambada, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, He's, yeah, a bit like from
2: Yeah, yes. But you know, another thing that Barney mentioned there, his captain, another guy that came from. Wayne We just Great player. them out in Ireland. Great cricketers, you know. <laughs> and Brent, you mentioned Hard Park. We never had the good fortune of playing against Hard Park because we, you know, I mean, you're in the level division you know, or two below us in rugby and cricket. You know what I'm saying? But I must, you know what I mean, I've got some very fond memories of Hard Park, I must be honest, you know. I mean, I would say that if I had to break down my, both of you, if I had to break down my conquest when it came to <laughs> dating, let's call it dating, right. I would say that I dated more girls from Hart Park than any other school, followed by King David. Which, and I'm happy, Brent, if you took out more guys from Harlem, you don't have to say it on the show. You know what I'm <laughs> but you, know, you guys both very lucky to go to a co-ed school. You know what I'm saying? We would, you know, I mean, I went to Harland. with all boys' school and everything. And obviously, we missed out on a lot of that. But um, yeah, Barney uh so, I remember Barney played Premier League cricket. I remember that. And I mean, come from at the end of the day, Brent, I mean, I know Barney doesn't want to just sit and talk about his whole family, but I mean, no. his brother played to beat your rugby. Am I right, Barney? I'm compared with Springboks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Came was a reasonable cricket school.
1: Yeah. yeah. You like my rugby team? I picked there, Brent. My box team. My best box team.
0: Yeah, let's have a look at let's have a look at let's have a look yeah. at the team now I'll pull you pull up let's start with the sprint box Barneysprint yeah. box team um I've just got to say this one thing before, before we finish yeah. on the cricket I've got to say that yeah. because we only decided on this today in terms of what we're going to discuss I reckon with the world 11 with the world 11 if you spend the longer you spend on it the more confused you're gonna get trying to pick a world 11 because there's just so many yeah, yeah. I mean I must be honest like when Gary mentioned Laura I was like geez how didn't I think of of Brian Lara, you know, that type of thing. So it was one of those things. The longer you spend on it, the more names you're going to get. But let's have a look at your back team. Take us through that.
1: Okay, I'll take you through it. Listen, between Monty and, and Andre Hubert. I mean, Andre Hubert was a, a great, great fullback. But Monty batted over 100 tests. He was flawless in that 2007 Rugby World Cup, the whole tournament in France. He never missed a kick. He never dropped the ball. He, 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 he had blinding pace. He played center. He played fullback. He also won a Tri-Nations. He also travelled the world and played in England. and played in Wales for Newport. And Monty became... I reckon Monty really became a great, great player. That's why I've had to pick Monty here. Because he's played much more. He's a centurion. He's won a World Cup like Jaber. And Jaber was unbelievable in his day. But he never played close to as many test matches or went on as many tours as Monty. So I've gone for Monty. Left wing, not even a race. Brian Habana. Centres, well but we've had some good centers over the years. But, you know, John de Villiers and Jacques Fary, for me, were the best pairing we ever had. You know, look at RP Mulder and Henny Leroux in 95. Yeah, not bad. If you look at present, Lucanya M and D'Arlander, bloody good pairing as well. But just because they also played so many test matches together and, and beat so many great teams together, I'm going to go for de Villiers and Fary, Jacques Fary. For me, and Kirby is the best right wing. And, uh, and he's uh, yeah, Johnny come lately, but he's been unbelievable. What a World Cup he had. Defense, attack, can't fault him. Definitely right wing. I'm going for Andre Pollard as my, scrimm- uh, my fly half because I reckon he's going to be the, one of the best flyers we've ever had in this country. And I reckon he's already won a World Cup, re- won a rugby championship. I think he's our best flyer in this time. Better than Garlock, like Butch James and better than a Garlock, like Stransky. Scrum half for me was between two guys and two guys only, and it was between Farida Prayer and, and the great US Funavestasen. i gone for Farida Prayer because I don't think I've ever seen anyone better than him. You know, fly half, also, you know, Henry Honeyball could have been, you know, what a great flyer Henry Honeyball was as well. But never won a World Cup, and, uh, you know, Pollard has. So, yeah, there, there are lots of options there. Scrum half, obviously, Farida Prayer. I put the Beast in ahead of Osterant because the Beast has done over 100 times. And I thought the beast set the tone in that World Cup final. He almost won it by, him, by himself, the way he destroyed Dan Coles in that final. First round, game was almost over at that first round, and he was responsible for that. He had his finest game in his last test, and he's a legend. And so is all run. but the beast has played over 100 tests. I've got him in. John Smith, between him and Bismarck, was uh, the two hookers there. And I've gone for John Smith because just because he was the leader, played so many, also a centurion. Now, going for François Herber, our current t- tight head, a tight head, because I think he's a very underrated rugby player. And, okay, Barley Swartz in 95. Yeah, not bad. And then you had, like, like Yanni Vipassi and CJ van der Linde in 2007. Yeah, all right. But for me, the most consistent guy and a great scrumminger is François Herber. Skolkberger, I had to put him in the side. He's one of the best room we produced in this time. And, you know, Skolkberger was, in his day, the best flank in the world. How can you not go Matt Field and Bucky's Berta as your locks? We've had so many great locks in this country. Mark Andrews, to start off with back in '95. What a lock forward he was. The current locks, it's a bit. I mean, he's a dinkum, a a world-class lock. I think RG Snaman's going to be an unbelievable rugby player going forward. We've never been short of locks, but I think these two are our best. They match each other so well. The one, the artist. The other one, the brawler. the, The enforcer. So, yeah. Ruben Kruger has always been one of my favourite rugby players, the late, great Ruben Kruger. And, you know, I could have picked Peter Seftertui, who's a great and will be a great. But I just thought, you know, we have to go, I have to have a, a player from the 95 team in here and it had to be Ruben Kruger for me. I rate him so highly. What a gentleman, what a fine, fine rugby player. Also, I've been underrated. One of my greatest flanks. And then, without saying, no, no one else, it comes into the equation with Dane, from from million as our as our eighth man, Dwayne Familiar. Unbelievable World Cup. He's in an unbelievable two or three years. He's a leader as well. And obviously, the guys like Siakalisti, what well, he's done, a great a great for the game. He will, be, he will be revered as a great for the game, but it's still early in his rugby career, and he's got a lot more to play.
0: Well, I'm going to ask Gary for comment. And while Gary's commenting, I'm going to bring up some of the live comments. I didn't want to bring them up while we had the yeah. team sheet on there, but uh, you can look at those as they come up. But Gary, what are your thoughts on that team?
2: We've got certain positions where there's so much talent and one or two areas yeah. a little bit, are a little bit thin, I think. You know I mean? Obviously, you know, Andre Joubert, he, to be left out of any team in the world would be, you know what I mean, very difficult for him because he is really one of the greatest pullbacks I've ever seen. You know, he was even maybe ahead of his time. You know, he did things that other pullbacks didn't have the balls to do in those days. You know what I'm saying? And he did it so well. So that's a tough one. I, for me both left footers. Mm-hmm. Oh, for me, I'm, a, I'm an Andre Gibert fan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, yeah. Two of the all-time greats. And then you have to yeah. choose between Therese Priya, and Eust. You know what I'm saying? Either of them could... If, if you got 10,000 people that knew about rugby and they chose their best teams ever from all the players that have ever played the game, there'd be a lot of people that put Jurst in as well, you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. there you go. Then again, like Barney says, locks, Estabit, it's hard, you know, you, but again, he's gone for a combination that's tried and tested. Then he mm. had the... the Dilemma of um, uh, John Smith and Bismarck. It's a lot easier than the coaches that had to deal with the two of them for hundred yeah. test matches. You know, again, impossible. The beast and to run. These are the things that Barney's already gone and focused on. But he said something mm. there. He mentioned the name, and you know, it's a tough, tough one because you know Mark Andrews. If you had to choose a, if you had to choose a, a reserve, Barney, you know, you two reserve forward. Not too, you, you know, you could. Go I think Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. He played eight man when he won the World Cup, right? Yeah. And you can go to Pichette Toy, who could play flank and lock for any team in the world. 100%. You know? yeah, so yeah. There's so much wealth that, you know, but like we said, you know, these are things that, you know what I mean, make the beers go down even more fun and you can discuss them all day, all night, you know. Yeah. And it's just our opinions and everything. And there's so many great, great players that aren't in that side because they've been kept out by better players, perhaps, and Barney's opinion, you know what I'm saying? But it's a great side. That would take a hell of a team to beat that, right? It would take yeah. one hell of a team to beat that. And again, well, the one thing you did in the cricket, you chose Graham Smith to captain the hmm. side, right? Well, I need a captain here. Well,
1: obviously, Graham you- Smith has to be the captain.
2: Before that's what I was going to ask you. Before John De Villiers.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
2: Fair enough. Great
0: side. Yeah.
2: No? Thank you. Great, great, team.
0: So I did the I did the All Blacks. So let's go through the All Blacks, and then Gary, you can go through your rest of the rest of the world. I'll go through my all blacks team. Um, Olo Brown, uh, loose head prop. I must say on the are prop side of look, things,
1: tight tight, you are yes. going, you going from the Olo Brown was tight head.
0: Was he tight head? Oh, I didn't yeah. I, uh, I thought I thought he was able because I went for Heyman. Heyman was a tight head as well. eh?
1: Heyman was a tight head, yeah.
0: Well, I'm moving Brown so, yeah, to loose head for this test. Okay, fine. <laughs> but um, so on the prop side of things, look, I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of the scrums. I'm, i mean I love I love watching a good a good scrum, I hate watching a collapsed scrum. So it was an area that I actually did, and, and, and wherever I, I, I had a look back at, at at some of the guys in the in the, the sort of '90s and stuff like that. Uh, Heyman was the early 2000s. Fitzpatrick, to me, picked himself at hooker. I thought that was that was pretty straightforward. Locks, New Zealand have had a lot of great locks over the years, but I, w- I was always a big fan of, of Ian Jones and more recently uh, Brodie Retallick. So that that would be my my lock pairing. Um, Michael Jones. And I remember-
1: this is the best the best loose forward pairing I've ever seen. Michael yeah. Jones, so Richie
0: McCaw, and Zin And, and Zin Brook. I mean, to keep a guy like Kieran Reed out of the side, you know, you know you're good. You I mean, Michael Jones, my memory of Michael Jones, I caught the tail end of his career, and I think it was the 91 World Cup he was played. And I know, I'll never 80, forget. 80, 80, 87. Well, he played 87, 87. And I'll never forget, he. there was a Sunday <laughs> game, and he, he, if, uh, he couldn't play the Sunday game for religious reasons, and it's just something that always yeah. stuck in my mind. I don't know if he, I, I'm assuming he never played it in the end, I can't remember that, but Oyster, but I remember him, he could jump, this guy could jump like on his own without support. He could jump an incredible height in the air. He was just such a supreme athlete. I mean, Richie McCaw picks himself. Zinzian Brook, I mean, to me, I just loved watching that guy play. I mean, I'll never forget, I do forget oh. the game and that, but when he put a drop goal over from, from range, you know, he just had so much talent. Uh, so that, that, that 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 that's loose forward loose forward combo. I don't know if you guys want to comment on the forwards before we go into the back line.
1: No, you got you, you got them. I think you got them right. I don't know, maybe Ian Jones. I think there might be better locks, maybe, but he was a good player, yes. Yeah,
2: There might be more mobile, even bigger locks that they've had in the days that you haven't gone in. And I think the one thing that stuck out to me that although all black forwards have dominated rugby for a long, long time, and even they're not the best side, they're the second best side, they've done it somehow. Without the best props, you know what I'm saying? You go look yes. at the yeah. cover; their prop, prop cover's a little bit bare. It's a bit strange, you mm. know what I'm saying? I mean, mm. but anyway, it, it's a good set of. I mean, like Barney said, I mean, those loose.
1: What's a
0: loose clear. Yeah, but yeah. that's actually where I struggled was the props. Funny enough, Gary, because I didn't have those stand Like it just didn't feel like they were standout guys who who, who, who were definite in the position. So, bad a little bit. But as Barney was saying, I mean, that loose forward trio <laughs> would be something something else to sure. play against. Um, Let's let's run through the background. Are we, I we? Scrum off is something that I think New Zealand have had a, a lot of talent. You know, the, certainly in 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 my, in my era the way, where I've watched a lot. I mean, it was the uh, guy like Justin Marshall. Uh, even in today's times, there's two or three guys who who could probably compete. But I went for I went for Aaron Smith in the end. Going back, still, still,
2: still going, still yeah. going. Maybe yeah. before starr but yeah, But I mean, it's, it's hard to look past a guy, in my opinion, like Justin Marshall, right? You know. He just
1: said that extra
0: 20 pounds that he could throw around. It didn't slow him down. It's the same as yours. Yeah, I would have had Marshall then ahead of Smith. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Mm. I must say, I actually wrote, I wrote Marshall and then I ended up going for Smith. There's just something about Smith's pass that I absolutely love. It's a, you know, that bullet pass of his uh, to me. But, but yeah, I would say very close between those. Um, yeah. Dan Carter, for me, I mean, there's been some decent uh, – uh, I mean, there's been some good fly hearts like Grant Fox that over the years. But for me, Dan Carter – I think Gary and I discussed it on last week's show. For me, Carter was sort of no one of the greatest players of all time. Um, yeah. The centre combination, I wasn't always the biggest uh, Nanu fan, but I did think um, when him and uh, Conrad Smith pa- paired up and that in the World Cup, I thought they were phenomenal, so I went for that. But certainly if I look back a bit, there's the likes of Frank Bunce and that, that could certainly be there. So I, I guess I've been swayed perhaps by probably more the years that, I, that I've, I've watched rugby. Lomu for me, on the wing uh, is pretty much picks himself. I think the right wing will be a lot more contentious. I went for uh, Jeff Wilson in the end. I always enjoyed watching him play. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys will come up with a couple of names that could probably beat him out. And and for me, Ben Smith at fullback, although now even as I think about it, we discussed him last week, Christian Cullen. Um, you know, probably I would put Cullen in now that I think about it more. I would probably Cullen. put Christian Cullen in. Cullen was an amazing player. And, um, at the time yeah, I was thinking yeah. Smith, and I, that was about 20 minutes before the show, I was probably a bit pushed, but definitely uh, Christian Cullen to go in there. What do you guys think of the back line?
1: It's a good back line. Yeah, I'm that's a,
0: that's
1: a, good, back line. good back
2: line. You know what I mean? Definitely.
1: Christian you know I mean? Cullen has to play. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And I maybe, maybe Tano you know, and Marga, Yeah. Maybe Omarga. Hmm. Um. Yeah. You know, hmm. Also, a lot of test matches. You know, there are, there are a lot of All Blacks there that, that aren't in it. A lot of great All Blacks. And I mean, at fullback, you know what I mean? I think Cullen has to start. And the wings, you could choose a thousand of the wings. I mean, at the end of the day, you could <laughs> tell you They got no shortage yeah. of wings, you know train. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, the yeah. for me
0: the best winger. But I think he, I think he was Fijian in the end. But he played for the Auckland Blues. What was his name? Kakobani or something like that. Yes. Uh, and he, yeah. uh, but I think he, and yeah, then he yeah. went and yeah, played he in. He went and played in Europe. Yeah, and he, and I always thought if that guy had been an All Black, we all would have been in big trouble because he was. I saw him score a yeah. try. I think it was against the Blue Bulls one day. That was absolutely amazing. But yeah, as I mean, he unfortunately played for Fiji there. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's actually. Picking an, an all-black fifteen is, is also tough because there's just so many, so many great players. But let, let's have a look at Gary. I'm going to bring up, um, bringing you up in two sections, Gary. First of all, I'll bring, I'll bring up the forwards for the rest of the world. Okay. So again,
2: I, I struggled with the front ranks. You know, I've gone to Kane Healy, who hasn't, <laughs> reached, he hasn't quite reached his potential yet. He has reached his potential, but I think he's going to continue. I think he'll come to South Africa next year. And he'll prove himself as a British Lion. He hasn't done that yet. He's gone on a tour. He's never played for the British Lions, which I found was very tough for me to include him. But I battled to find somebody who I think is mobile. And he stood up to some of the best front ranks in the game. Yes, he's not a British Lion yet, but he's won a Grand Slam. And he's won a Grand Slam against a good England side. You. you know what I mean? He's a good player. He's mobile. He's big. He's a good scrummer. And what convinced me to put him in was the fact that I went for an Irish hooker. And the hooker, to me, was one of the easier positions. You know, Keith Wood... You know, he changed hooking a lot. Well, I know a few other girls that have changed hooking, but he changed it in a different type of hooking thing that I'm used to. You know, he was mobile and in your face, and he was another type of I would compare him perhaps maybe to, with a South African, I'd compare him perhaps to an Uli Schmidt, that type of hooker. You know what I'm saying? Not as sort of big or as great a scrummer as John Smith, but he got around, and, that, and that's what got me to put Healy in. Jason Leonard, the man's played 100, I think he's the most capped England rugby player of all time, mm. probably. It would be, you know I mean, three or four British Lion tours. I think he deserves his place there. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's something where I don't know that much about it. I I go on reputation and everything. And I think that Jason Leonard deserves his place. The next two years, they may both be number five and everything. But I had to choose the two best locks that I think have come out that I've seen play for them. And to me, they're both Captain World Cup rugby teams. And they're both Captain World Cup rugby teams that dominated. And Eels and Martin Johnson would never let down anybody in any type of rugby. In any, as as human beings, they wouldn't let down anybody. You know what I'm saying? They are big, and perhaps a little bit of mobility that they, they're missing there. But I think they were the easy one to me for me. And I, I know that I spelt his name wrong. But this is where the most contentious parts going to come in my loose forwards, because there's so many that have been left out, and and guys like Delalio, and I can carry on about them, and a lot of Englishmen, and a lot of. A lot of Welshmen as well and guys that I just sort of caught Australians. What's that, Bon? Yeah. And some Australians. There's George Smith. There's George hmm. Mith, and I mean, there's also Pocock. It's easy to... But because I've got such big O'Cock. locks... Pocock. deserves a place there in today's modern game. I think he would be okay. He would definitely make it. But I went for Jean-Pierre Rees yeah. because we discussed him last week. He's a French legend. And I think that what I lack in maybe in a little bit of speed in my locks i make up there with Jean-Pierre Reeves and everything. The next two, I'm going to probably take a lot of flack with. But Olivier Mania, for me, was a complete... Good player. good player. You know what I mean? Never let anybody down. And then the one that no. I'm not sure would be on too many people's team is a guy... An, eh? an Italian, eh? Hmm? An Italian. I think that yes. An Italian. I just think that he spent his international rugby career going backwards. Right? And... Um, that's the truth. And, and he stood up and he's still great. And to me, he's the greatest rugby player ever to come out of Italy. There's no doubt about that. There's no question about that. Not that that makes you a star on a world stage or anything. But for my money, if he played behind a pack of seven forwards that dominated, you would see one of the most talented and best eight men in the in the world ever. I would choose... Very to good points. Point Let's get on to uh, your uh,
0: then, good... Gary. I'll bring them up. Yeah.
2: So the bets. I was lucky enough to see... Um, Gareth Edwards. But I had to choose between him and George Gregan. And I went for Gregan because of the tackle on Wilson. I went for Gregan mm-hmm. on the fact that he played against the best scrum-offs in the world. He played against Ust. He played against Marshall. He played against everybody you could ever choose. And those three to me will be the best the best batch of scrum-offs the world's ever seen or will ever see playing rugby at the same time. Gregan, Marshall and Ust. To me, it was a tough one. But because of his more modern and everything that then, then I went for him. Johnny Wilkinson picks his, his name without any question about it. Campisi, I'm not the greatest Campisi fan, but his record forces me to put him in. I have no option, but... Good, play. that he, good player. That
0: he's
2: good player. And he does, And yeah, my centres, I think stand up with any of the centres that have been chosen. They're both world-class centres, played hundreds of tests, both played probably over a hundred test matches. I, I know Selad was the leading test match player for a while. Um, him and O'Driscoll... I think, can both cut a defense in half. They could score trials from anywhere. Great, great, both great, great attacking centers. I've gone for Palau on the wing. People might say that he's playing out of position there and he's a better pullback, and maybe that's the truth. But he scored so many trials. He's so big. He's so good under the hard ball. I'm going to have him there because I can never leave out Serge Blanco. I think at the end of the day, Serge Blanco's a French legend. I've got a lot of Frenchmen in this team I think, compared to a lot of other people, what they would choose. Again, there's a hell of a lot that we can discuss. A hell of a lot of players. Now, I'm going I'm
1: I'm to take Israel for like out of the side because of his behaviour of late. I mean, you know, he's okay. really pissed off half the world. I'm just saying... We put Jason Robinson in from England. Now, there's a wing.
2: I thought of another guy that as well played wing and and fullback as well, at Bonnie. and I mean, just a, definitely was one of the guys that I considered. And um, yeah. perhaps... If anything, when I went for Palau over Robinson because of size, and I just think that sometimes, you know, we're going to play, get involved in a game where they're going to be quite a few up and unders and everything. That's how rugby played. It's a, sub, it's a tough one like, to do.
1: Gary, Gary, you sound like Heineken Mayer now. It's not all about size. You know, Jason Colby is tiny, and he's the best wing in the world. So, Jason Robinson I, for me.
2: I, hold on one second, which brings me to another wing that I could easily have chosen, eh, Barney? And that's what the mm-hmm. little Welshman's name... Oh, no, man. I thought about him for a Yeah, yeah Williams.
1: Williams. Oh, Williams. Williams.
2: He wouldn't be out of place in this side either. So if I wanted yeah. to get a mate for Colby, I could easily have put him in, and then each side would have had a mascot as well. It would have been perfect.
0: <laughs> and not yeah. like, Jeff Wilson's the biggest
2: okay. either, hey, Brent? so we've all got our little guys then on the wing there. <laughs> could easily have worked. That's it, yeah. A great back line,
0: yeah. So... Um, let's just uh, have a look at the comments here. I think I brought this one up. Perezzi is like Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo We did discuss that one. And uh, Yellowcap just bringing up that tackle of gregan on Wilson to seal that, uh, that man. I mean, uh, that that is one... I mean, that must have been, what, how many years ago now? And I think most of us could still, can still remember that one, eh? I reckon uh, yes, that's okay. about
1: 20-odd years. Yeah. 20 it's, years. It was... I'll tell you what, I think it was
2: wasn't that just before the, the World Cup? Yeah, Wasn't it before the 95 World Cup?
1: No, no. It was in was between, it? I would say, in between 95 and 99.
2: Let me just say one thing, Brent. I'm not even going to argue. Last week after the, after the show, I got into a call with Barney. And he was questioned by Doc lebos about a rugby match. So I asked him, the rugby match took place in 1974. took place one afternoon, a midweek game at Ellis Park. So the question was, what was the team playing <laughs> Who was the flower half for the, the, I thought it was the Quakers, but it was another name. It was, it was a Quakers. It was a Quakers. And who was, who was the referee, which I thought was a pretty rough question to ask all three of them for a match that took place the best part of, what, 45 years ago. And Barney didn't get two out of three, right? And he didn't get one out of three, right? He rattled with all three. So if he said wow. it was between 2 World Cup, Perfectly honest. I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday.
1: <laughs> Listen, neither do I. I remember a you bit of, about, about rugby, I can remember.
2: But, um, so I'm not going to argue when it was, but I'm saying again, we said on the show a lot, at eh, Barney, that how lucky we all are to watch players from all these generations, huh watch players from
1: well, in times we should- like this, in times like Gary, in times like this, how lucky we all are to have watched sports, to watch live yeah. sport. Exactly. I mean, in times like this, you've got to appreciate those times. We haven't watched live sport for what, a month now, there's no sports at all, and it just takes you back, makes you appreciate what we got in life, and you know. I just hope people do appreciate that.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the joy, the fact of the matter is, I've always said it to my dad and I've always said it to everybody. The greatest thing that happened to all of us is DSTV. You get on a no. Norm- yeah. when things were in normality, you watch, there were 10 Premier League games a weekend. We were so blasé and arrogant. We, you know what I mean? If the fact of the matter is, I said the name, no, I mean, I'm going to stop that again. If there was a soccer match on a Saturday afternoon where for argument's sake, Chelsea were playing, choose another good side, Chelsea were playing Wolves. There's a chance we wouldn't have even watched it because we had so much choice of other things to watch. Yeah,
1: so yeah,
2: back to the Curry Cup. We haven't even gone to the Curry Cup, I eh, guys. Those some of those great Curry Cups, and Barney only went back to 92. Eh, I Brent, if you go a little bit further, the Coral Duplessis, the JC Pinot, we can go back to the Donnie Ray
0: Morse. Oh, yeah, Ray Mortz.
2: Oh, oh. we saw oh. Nas, you know, so many of these guys oh, yeah. that we saw. Um, that so there's a few so more I'm names that. They are great, but yeah. I had to go for Blanca. I just needed a couple of Frenchmen in the back line. I needed somebody that could attack. He scored tries. He's, he's, he's just Great player. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, he's one of the few back line rugby players that I've ever watched that wears the same size pants as me right now. So that suits me <laughs> perfect. And the man makes it. got a line called, I think it's called S15, for oversized shirts and pants. Oh, beautiful. I mean, I love that just for that alone. So he's high on my list
0: of, of just, people. In. Just a memory I've got Chris them. Latham there when he was playing for the Reds. I was, it was my mom's 60th birthday, and we we're having it at the Old Poctonian Sports Club there. And I was in the pub before the party watching the Reds against the Lions, and I backed the draw 25-1 to 1 in this particular game. And it was crowded pub. The Lions were leading by seven points, and it was the last minute of, of the game, and Chris Latham burst through with his socks down. Remember, I always used to have his socks always down. And he burst through under the post and he dotted it down and the draw came in. And I just I just started shouting. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah, I had 25 to 1. A mate of mine had convinced me to take it. And, of course, I was in a pub full of lion supporters. And just a memory that I'll, I'll never forget because the <laughs> entire pub went quiet when Latham scored. Except for me <laughs> jumping up and down. But <laughs> those, those are great guys. And, I mean, Burke himself was, a, was, was another top player, Bonnie.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Matt Burke, great player. He could play on any team, man. Latham, Joe Ruff. Left wing, played for ACT, played for Australia. Great boot. Great, also, three Sturley great players. Mortlock
0: was a, I thought Sterling Mortlock was a great player. He's, yeah, he's great centre. There yeah. were times, I mean, he he nailed a conversion, I think it was, to win a Bledisloe Cup game. Or, or was the, it a tri game against South Africa? From the, from yeah. the touchdown. I mean, he was, he was In a Durban, really good Durban, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was a really good player. But, Barney, take us, a, I know you've got a couple more stories to share as well. Okay. A 99 World Cup, obviously... Are we talking? The well, World
1: State? Cup. It, 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 it's a betting story. I ah, said okay. my brother Johnny and his and, and a friend of ours, Stephen Rubin, and we decided the All Blacks could never lose this World Cup. I mean, we got beat by Stephen Larkham's drop kick, which is very unfortunate. We we're at that game at Twickenham, and the next day the All Blacks were playing against France, and they were overwhelming favourites. Plus seventeen France, minus seventeen the All Blacks, and in those days you could bet per point. I hadn't started my business yet. I was hardly working. We went per point, the All Blacks minus 17. <laughs> 50 rand a point. Well, you do the math? Because they yeah, got back. beaten by 30, I think. Yeah. And it took us a year to pay the bookmaker <laughs> back. So that was the end of my spot betting. And, and rugby it ended very quickly.
0: The worst thing, Barney, you know they I'm actually started off. The All yeah. Blacks were actually in control of that game. If yes, I remember yes. I mean, I they were, they were we something were, like 13, yeah. 14 points ahead at one point. I yeah, think. we
1: were ready to jump yeah. off a building. I mean, that was yeah. crazy. And then, as I mentioned, I've got a great story about my late uncle, the great Sid Gnomus, you know, who died in, in, almost two years ago. And the great man in 1969, back in the old days, Transvaal playing Western Province at a wet Newlands. And the score was 10 9, I think, to Transvaal. And the left wing for Western Province was a guy called Gert Miller, who was Sid's co wing in the, in the swimbok team. It was Nomis and Miller, the two wings. So Sid was right wing, Miller was left wing. And that day they were marking each other. And in the last minute, 10 line, wet Newlands, Chad Miller's herring down the touchline, the big fast Gerd Miller. And on the touch flag, on the touchline, on the flag, on the corner flag, Sidnomus knocks Chad Miller out, and the final whistle goes. And the captain of Transvaal in those days was a lock forward course called Toy Danhouser, who couldn't speak much English. And he went up to Sidnomus, who was on the ground, and he picked him up. And as he picked him up, he said, Lomas no, in Afrikaans, he said, Yes, yeah, the best of walking you at said at <laughs> he said, you're the best Jew since Moses. <laughs> that's a great story for you as well. You know, there's so many great sporting stories. You know, there's, there's Also, Willie John McBride who was a great player, led the British Lions here in 1974, that great team. He made his test debut for the British Lions in 1968 against the Springboks in Newlands. And he tells the story that he was so nervous playing the mighty Springboks. And they were standing together in the tunnel, the two teams, before the, the game started, narrow Newlands tunnel. And he thought he would make conversation with the nearest Rimbok. and that was Moff Myberg. That massive tight-head prop who couldn't speak English. And young Willie John tapped Moff on his shoulder and he said, what a lovely lush green paddock we're playing on today. And Moff looked at him and he said, I don't come yet to graze. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. I love, yeah. some, I love some of those old stories. And I mean, I think the other thing that's fair to say. I mean, rugby was a different game back then. I mean, even when I played, like sort of club rugby and that sort of stuff. You know, just yeah. these days is, I mean, guys can't go out drinking, and it, it's just a, t- a, t- a totally different, totally different atmosphere. Uh, and, and Barney, what, what was the story about Phoenix Park in in Dublin? Well, I played cricket, in 1986. I played cricket
1: in Dublin for a team called Carlisle. So I was there for six months. And they took me racing to Phoenix Park Racecourse in Dublin. And I put 10 pounds on a horse at 7 to 1. I was 19 years old. And I'm watching this race and my horse can't lose. I mean, it's race over. But what happens? An Irish horse race. My jockey falls off the horse just before the finish. And I don't win my money. I mean, I was sick.
0: But it didn't put you it didn't put you off having the odd bet over the years yeah, I like
1: I like having a, the odd punch on a pony on a horse you know gary Gary gives me a tip every now and
0: again yeah now i know I know Gary I want to bring up something just from the past where you me and Barney met was obviously on the betting world show now, I know Barney, you weren't uh, you weren't necessarily a massive punter as such but when I joined that show our, our Barney was absolutely deadly with his handicap picks do you remember that you used to have, we all used to have a best bet. And I mean, I can't remember Barney, but geez, you went like nine out of 10 weeks or something. for your best bet would love. You, you, you were deadly with your, with your handicap. That was when I, when I started. The betting world show. Then I went fair yeah. safe. Then, then it went the other yeah. way.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think, I'll never forget. That happens being, to all of us. Be, 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 Gary, I'll never forget being on that show one morning on a, on a Saturday morning. And then I went to the horse races in the afternoon. And I was standing at the terrace, was in the queue. And I heard this one oak start at the end of the queue. Yes, I heard from the TV this morning, you gave us all the wrong tips. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what, I ran upstairs into the members' enclosure and I never went down again.
2: <laughs> I remember when, we, when you first started at Barney, you used to have a banker. If, if I remember yes. and your bank was always Greek was at home. Greek yeah, was Greek was yeah, there. They were far less popular than obviously Western Province and the Tell and all the big provinces. So every week, Barney, when Greek was at home, he used to say Greek was plus yeah. 17 and a half, Greek was plus 14 and a half, and how often Greek would win off level against sure. the Legends. was tough to
1: start. beat. Yeah, yeah. So we listen, I started really well, but I didn't. I, I, also, I'm only human. I went through a very bad patch as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember that as well. But everybody goes through <laughs> those. Weeks. Um, the ball bounces your way, whether it's in punting or whether, yeah. whatever it is. And you know, people yeah. need to realize that with all types of sports, it's all about millimeters. It's very seldom about meters and kilometers, it's about millimeters. How many guards would have won majors if the ball just rolled a little bit further, sometimes in their favor, sometimes against them?
1: Gary, it's I'm talking about majors. Mm. I don't know if you can watch on, on channel 205, they're saying all the old masters, right? And today yeah. they showed all towards the winning in 2011. Well, That had to be one of the greatest victories ever because look who he beat. There were Tiger rules going around that course. I've been to Augusta, so I know what it's like. But Tiger was right in it. You had Adam Scott. You had Cabrera, who's won the Masters. You had Jason Day flying. You had Luke Donald in it. I mean, he beat. What a field he beat to win that match. And what a finish to birdie 15, 16, 17, and 18 at Augusta. I've been there to that place. You don't do that. It's unbelievable what Charles Schwarzschild did.
2: The only thing is, the other one that went against the South African was when Mickelson Baba. went birdie, birdie, par, birdie to beat Ernie.
0: Ernie, yeah, yeah. The and Baba is, Watson. Watson, he's the first Dayson as well in the playoff.
2: Yeah. But if, there's, there's a golfer that I always thought would win the Masters, and it's, it's really, I'm, it's not going to change his life. He's, he's a legend of the game. There's no question about it. Yeah. And that is Ernie. I always thought his mm-hmm. game was made for. For Augustine. I always thought he would, and maybe one thing we need to do is we'll put on, put a spinner coin and everything, and we'll choose three teams. I think an American Ryder Cup team. Well, let's not call it Ryder Cup, an American team, a European team, and a President Cup other team. Maybe we I've, should got a team. I've got That's a theory. I've got a theory, Gary. Yeah,
1: we can. Do, I've, yeah. I've got a theory on this year's Masters. If they move it to where they're gonna move it to November, totally yeah. different time of year than ever been before. I'm saying Rory's gonna win this Masters because. The different time of year, the different karma. I'm saying Rory will win the Masters.
2: He's going to win a Masters. He's going to win a lot of Masters, I think. Um, but he's got to win
1: that for the Grand Slam, doesn't he?
2: he, he that's what he's short of the Grand Slam. Yeah. If you think about the guys that have won the Masters, that have gone afterwards, have done so little. To me, the one that boggles my mind Immelman. is Gordon Speed. Emoman. What's that, Vaughn? Emoman. Clever Emoman. Emoman. Trev- Never. Sp- the game, um, and Schwar-
1: so, hasn't done too much. Schwarzer, also hasn't done too much since then. You
2: feel that Schwarzer might not be over yet. If you're Schwarzer, in again at some stage, yeah, where you're pretty yeah. sure that that Immelman's going to battle to win the Mowbray Club Championship next year. But the yeah. fact is <laughs> that if you go through these sides and the South African golfers that we produced over the years, and I think that that would be something really great if we could do that and print you who choose, you who choose, mm, a... and we'll we'll go back to. Perhaps Bobby we'll Lock.
1: I want to go back to Bobby
2: Locke. <laughs> Let Barney choose the South African side and go back to Bobby Locke. Yes. Brent, do you want to choose an American or a European one?
0: Okay, I'll pick the American side.
2: Okay, you're going to have pick Europe. The for the, for the <laughs> Americans. I'll start to put together a rest of the world side, the Ryder Cup side. Can have a lot of Spaniards in it, I know that. Um, it's going to have a, It's going to be quite interesting. I've got about two good golfers. I'm in mean, a little shit now, but anyway, we'll
0: <laughs> that's why I grabbed the <laughs> Americans.
2: <laughs> I Meanwhile,
1: Europe on the best side.
0: Uh, Europe, there's some great European Semi-ballist
2: a lot of Spaniards. I'm going to pop in with. I definitely Wozniak is going to get a chance in my team. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be fun.
1: And then just one more question, yeah. I know I've got a mate, Devon. Obviously, I mentioned him earlier, but he's a massive Liverpool fan. Uh, don't you think it would be right, even if they don't play another game, that Liverpool get awarded this trophy of this league, of this, this Premiership trophy this year, being 22 or 23 points clear?
2: The fact of the matter is that I agree, if they do anything, give it to Liverpool, but you can't do anything without the other position, Barney. That's got to all be null and void. I just, the Liverpool yeah, one okay. doesn't affect it. Some, I, I just feel for yeah. the teams that are going to get relegated. They're on goal difference. they got nine yeah. games and goal difference that are sending them down.
1: Well, I don't know if they should have relegation, yeah.
2: The fact is that I'm just saying Liverpool should win. No South dominated soccer in a season better more than Liverpool. Even the Arsenal Invincibles, even those great sides of Ferguson, they still... Even the great side, that Man City South needed a goal in injury time. That's how tight it always was. The fact of the matter is that we could find eight guys, finish the season for Liverpool, and we'll probably find the six points that we need. Because the fact is, not a fact, but the chances are... That city wouldn't even make them win two more games. I just feel I think yeah. that Liverpool would have beaten City, and that would have been pretty much enough. That would have been enough. Um, yeah, but yeah. they certainly deserve it. Well, clever guys will work it out. It'll be very sad. Locally,
1: you got you got Kaiser City winning the league here as well. Also, like yeah. five or six points clear. So yeah. interesting.
2: It's going to be very interesting. I believe in Scotland, it's down to one team now making the final decision.
1: Well, I see Rangers aren't happy that they want to call the season off. See, Stevie G and his team, they're not very happy.
2: Yeah, very interesting. So, there's a lot that has to be sorted out in the world of sport. And but I just the-
1: think when, it, when this all when when this horrible virus thing ends, I just think we're going to be inundated with sport. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, everything's going to be, you know, a lot of things don't have to happen.
2: But it will come back. The world's going yeah. through worse than this um with less qualified people getting out of it well they have they've been world wars that that have lasted years This is not going to last five or six years they're going to be shit afterwards there's going to be financial there's going to be a lot of debts and it's a really really terrible thing i've got to i'm just so sure that we'll have a vaccine before i'm going to tip that the first vaccines will be tested and in circulation i'm going to get into shit from some of my clever guys especially martin later I'm going to tip September the first people get vaccinated with a vaccine that's been proven.
0: Let's <laughs> hope yeah,
2: well we right. <laughs> that tip comes right.
0: But we yeah, yeah, it. To say
2: whatever it is, we're not going to miss the FA Cup final because we're arrogant. We're not going to miss the quarterfinals of Wimbledon because it's not the best and Federer is playing a nobody. We're going to, I promise you, we're going to just yeah. be watching sports right and center and loving it for what it is. Yeah, well, we, we all love it. We're so lucky that we, we had it for so long. We'll have it again, a couple of months. Yeah, that's all. hundred percent.
0: Excellent, guys. Yeah. Thanks very much for joining me on the Saturday evening. Barney, it's been great catching up with you again. Um, Brent, yellow, I'd love to
1: be on again. I'd love no, to be on again.
0: We'll definitely do I oh know we'll and we'll do the golf show, definitely. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I, I, I would love to do the golf show. And whenever you need me, I'll be here. And uh, what a great hour I've had talking to all of you guys and, and everyone watching. So it's been fantastic. Everyone stay healthy and let's get rid of this virus and let's get back to normal again soon. And let's get sport on again because I am going mad.
0: <laughs> You're not alone there, Barney. Thanks very much. Barney from MSC Sports. Gary Lenton from Shuffle Up Poke and GG Gaming. Gary, great having you on the show as always. And I love that rider Cup uh, type idea. So I'm going to get working on my team as well.
2: Brilliant. Bryn, thank, right, thank you for you. everything you do. I've said it before, you're good for the game. Barney, nobody has more passion and knowledge than you. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and I look forward to catching thank up you. with you whether it's Saturday or Saturday next week. Guys, Thanks, stay out yeah. and be good, and we'll speak soon.
0: Excellent. Cheers, Thanks guys. for the guys who watched in the live chat. Thanks, Barney. Thanks, Gary. If you oh, haven't subscribed cheers. to our channel yet, go down below, and you can hit the subscribe button. And uh, yeah, We look forward to seeing you over the coming uh, weeks and days. We'll have some more shows. Thanks, everyone.